station in North It's Georgia. 8.30 in time once again for the Bible broadcast with evangelist Keith Allison. Well, let me say what a real blessing it is to be back on the radio again today. This is evangelist Keith Allison out of Demarest, Georgia, and I would like to welcome you again to the Bible broadcast. Let me say that we would love for you to visit uh, on our website, and uh, I'll give you that. It's the KeithAllisonMinistries.com. Again, just one word, KeithAllisonMinistries.com. And on our website, you'll see the radio stations that I am currently on. You'll see the books that I have written and how that you can order those. And then you'll see uh, a short-term schedule where I'll be preaching over the next couple of months. And, of course, my wife adds dates as they come in. And so uh, we'd ask that you go to the website. And you can also see a little bit of contact information there, as well as if you'll have a pen and paper ready at the end of the broadcast, I'll be giving you some contact information as well. I'm a little bit hoarse uh, as I'm recording this broadcast. I've been preaching a lot and you know, almost uh, every night. But anyway, I'm in revival and just uh, a little hoarse. And so we'll uh, do the best we can and try to get through and salvage our voice to the, to the best we can. But I'm honored uh, to be able to come into your home, your automobile, or a place of business sharing the good word of God with you. And let me say to you as a regular listener, thank you so much for letting me uh, be a part of your uh, maybe daily radio programming. And uh, I'm not trying to take the place of anybody's pastor. Uh, I'm not a pastor. I'm an evangelist. But I'm on the radio to try to glorify God, try to evangelize the sinner, and certainly edify and exhort the saints of God. And I do want to be a blessing to you. And I want to say if you are a first-time listener, if you'll mark the time of the day that you are listening and the station call letters and come back next week, this is a weekly broadcast. We'll be back on the air again with another message right out of the good word of God. And if you want to listen uh, more than just the one time a week, if you'll go to my website, You'll see those radio stations, and if you'll just simply uh, Google those call letters, you'll be able to pull up those radio stations, and you can listen to most of them live uh, online, and you can hear us online about every day of the week with an exception of Friday if you want to do that at various times of the day, and so uh, we'd encourage you to do that. And then always, I would love to hear from you if you'd like to write or call or send a text or an email. Just any way, we would love to see you. And I know that you know we're living in these last days, and that's what I'm preaching on, and how that we need to be steadfast, unmovable, and always abounding in the work of the Lord. All right, let's get into today's message. Last Lord's Day, or excuse me, last week, and I know a lot of broadcasts are aired on Sunday that I'm on, but uh, some of you are listening through the week. So I'll say last week we looked at the question, are we living in the last days? Are we in the last days? And I said, uh, yes, using the word of God, 
And I said that there are three areas that we can look at and determine whether or not we're in the last days. Number one, we can look in the world. Number two, we can look at the church. And number three, we can look at the nation of Israel. And I talked about how that the world is getting more sinful and wicked all the while. And those are signs of the last days. We looked at the church and saw how that apostasy has crept in into our churches and how that the church is compromised more than ever in these days. And then we looked at the nation of Israel and we saw that in 1948, Israel became a nation again and that there's so many prophecies that could not be fulfilled until Israel was back in her land. And so we are truly living in the last days. Now, I want to take that a little bit further today, and I want to look at three growing battlefields for these last days. Three growing battlefields for these last days. And when I say battlefield, I know that maybe the third one that we'll look at is a natural battlefield. But I want to say that we are engaged in spiritual warfare. We know that the devil is doing everything that he can to oppose the work of God. I mean, friend, from the time of his fall, and you can find the record of his fall in Isaiah chapter number 14, uh, where the Bible said, For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. So we know that the devil has been in opposition to God from his fall. And we know that you and I are involved in a spiritual warfare. And so as time goes on, the level and the intensity of the warfare increases and it gets worse. And so I want to say that as we are living in these last days, that the devil is doing everything that he can to oppose the work of God and the people of God. And when we look at the book of Revelation, we realize that the book of Revelation is a book of consummation and a book of conclusion, that all the doctrines and all the truths that have been uh, spoken of throughout all the word of God, they come to a head or they come to a conclusion in the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation was the last book of our Bible written chronologically, written around A.D. 95, and so it brings to a head or a conclusion all of these things that are brought up. The book of Genesis is a seed book of the Bible, and all the doctrines of the Bible are planted in the book of Genesis, but they come to a head in the book of Revelation. And we know that the book of Revelation closes with the burning of this present heaven and earth 
and the creation of a new heaven and a new earth and our eternal order with God. And so that that's what the conclusion is. So when you get to the book of Revelation, you'll see that as far as the devil is concerned, his opposition to God comes to a head in the person of the Antichrist. And we know that after the church is raptured out, that the Antichrist will make his appearing and he will rule on this earth and be a, a world dictator, if you please, during that tribulation period. And we know that what we find under the rule of the Antichrist is what the devil has been trying to achieve all along. So when we turn to Revelation chapter number 13, I want to point out the first growing battlefield that there is, and that is the battlefield concerning worship, the battlefield of worship. When the Antichrist begins to rule and reign here on the earth, the Bible said in verse 4, and they worshiped the dragon. And of course, the dragon is the devil. And they worshiped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. The beast is the Antichrist. And they worshiped the beast, saying, who is likened to the beast, who is able to make war with him. And then the Bible said uh, in verse number 8, and all that are all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So we realize then that the worship that the devil has always been after will come to a head and come to fruition during the tribulation period. If you will remember a friend, that it was Satan that took Jesus up into the high mountains in Matthew 4 and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and said that all this will I give you if you'll fall down and worship me. And so the devil is desiring that people worship him. It is also interesting that in the book of Corinthians, of 1 Corinthians in chapter number 10, it is interesting that Paul basically says that when people worship, if they are not worshiping the true and the living God, then they are worshiping the devil. So that means that all of these different isms and cults that are in the world today, even though they may have a name for their God, they may have an idol, they may have titles, but if they're not worshiping God of the Lord Jehovah of this Bible, then they're worshiping the devils. The Bible said in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse number 19 and 20, what say I then, that the idol is anything, or that which is offered in sacrifice to idols is anything, but I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God, and I would not 
that you should have fellowship with devils. You see, it's just that simple. You are either worshiping God or you are worshiping the devil. And when you are worshiping the devil, you may be calling it by some form of religion. You may have a name of your God. You may have idols. But if it is not the true and the living God, then you are worshiping the devil. And so, friend, there are a lot of denominations, there are a lot of cults and isms, religious orders out in the world today that they may think that they are right, they may carry a Bible, they may meet in a what we call a church building, and they may use religious terminology, but if they're not worshiping the God of this Bible, then they are worshiping the devil. And this ecumenical movement today, a friend where people are laying aside doctrine in order to come together, that ecumenical movement is of the devil. And friend, it is going to lead uh, to this one world church that will be in, in effect on this earth during the tribulation period. And the devil, friend, is in this economical movement. He is desiring that people worship him, and they do that when they are worshiping these idols and false, any false religion is a worship of the devil. The Bible said in 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 4, For he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit which ye have not received, or another gospel. So, friend, today, if it is not the Jesus of our Bible, if it is not the Holy Spirit, if it is not the true gospel, then it is not of God. The Bible said, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers. Now, listen, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. You see, false religion is not going to be dressed in a red suit with, a, with horns and a tail carrying a pitchfork. The false prophets and the false religion is going to try to mimic what God is doing. It'll be another Jesus, like the Jesus that they say was not virgin born. Like the, like, the, uh, like the message of Jesus having an affair with Mary Magdalene. Like the Jesus that they say is not the Son of God. I'm telling you, neighbor, that all of that is, it, listen, it is of the devil. And they, they people say, well, it, the Holy Spirit of God led me to do this. or the Spirit of, The Spirit of God will never contradict the Word of God and the Spirit of God will always magnify the Lord Jesus Christ. And the gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. And anything that deviates from that is not of God. And so the Bible said, And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. So a lot of this religious programming that's on the radio and the television, they may use a Bible, they may assemble in a building, 
They may use religious terminology. They may help the widows. They may help the orphans. They may feed the hungry. They may wear a suit. And they may have motivational speeches that encourage you to love one another and do, do what you ought to do. But if it's not of God, if it's not talking about the God of this King James Bible and the Son of God, our dear Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, friend, it is not of God. And if it is not of God, it is of the devil. And in that transformation of light, they will appear to be right. They would appear, listen, they will have humanitarian efforts. They will have all the outward form and symbolism of that that is right. And that's what makes it so deceptive because there's always going to be just enough of truth in it, a friend, to lead you astray. But you can always tell what it is. Num listen, number one, by what they say about the person and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. If they deny that he is the Son of God, if they deny that salvation is by grace through faith in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ, they are not of God. And then listen, if their religion does not promote holiness in the life of, their, of the believer, then it is not of God. You can mark it down, neighbor, and there's a lot of false religion that's in the world today. But this battlefield for worship it is a growing battlefield and it is headed to the tribulation period when the devil will be worshipped, when the Antichrist will be worshipped. And so everything that's going on today is in line for that. As a matter of fact, the spirit of Antichrist is already at work in the world. In 1 John 2.18, little children... It is the last time. And as ye have heard, that, that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists, and whereby we know, now listen, that it is the last time. And the Bible goes on to say, who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, he is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Listen carefully. Whosoever denieth the Son, you take the Mormons, you take the Jehovah's Witness. They do not believe that Jesus Christ is the beloved Son of God, God incarnate in the flesh. Whosoever denies the Son, the same hath not the Father. In other words, you cannot have a relationship to God the Father without having a relationship with God the Son. The only way to access the Father is through the Son. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto, unto, the, unto the Father but by me. I'm telling you, neighbor, uh, that Jesus is the only way. So number one, there is this growing battlefield in the area of worship. Number two, in Revelation chapter number nine, there is a, a growing battlefield in, the, in this area of wickedness. In other words, a friend, the Bible tells me in the book of 2 Thessalonians, it calls the Antichrist of the man of sin. And the word for sin there is lawlessness. 
The Antichrist is going to be the son of lawlessness. The devil is a murderer. The devil is a liar. And during the tribulation period, the world will be as wicked as it has ever been, and it is getting worse as I speak. Jesus said in Matthew 24 and verse number 12, and because iniquity shall abound, that means increase, the love of many shall wax cold. Jesus said that it was going to get worse and get worse and get worse. And neighbor, the Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Why did God destroy the world with a flood in Noah's day? It was because God saw the imagination of man's heart, a friend and mind, that it was evil continually. And friend, man, he, he, he was totally depraved. And every thought, every imagination, every action, man was totally corrupt before God. Man had gotten to the place uh, to where he could not govern himself righteously. Uh, it was a state of lawlessness. You see, the law is given, our governments are given to us uh, to help us live in somewhat a state of righteousness. Things that are illegal is for our benefit for it to be illegal. If murder was acceptable, you and I, we could die today. If stealing was legal, friend, you couldn't have anything. So all of the laws that are based on the, on the law of God, all of the laws that a government imposes on its citizens, according to God, is for our benefit as long as they do not contradict the scriptures. And so, but when a nation becomes lawless to where they can no longer rule themselves, they lose all sense of moral compass and there's nothing that they have in their life to determine right and wrong, and they lose the sensibility of the sensitivity of the conscience, and man becomes a friend uh, uh, unable to deal with. And that's why God destroyed the world with a flood. And friend, we are reaching that point again in the world. We are reaching that point in America, our political uh, friend system is so divided uh, that we're beginning to not be able to rule ourselves. We've got anarchy in our streets. We've got people protesting in the streets of America in favor of Hamas, who were nothing more than a bunch of terrorists and butchers who butchered people, a uh, friend, on October the 6th. And I want you to know, dear friend, uh, that we've got people in politics and politicians and people in our streets demonstrating, and they want to eliminate laws. And the further we go, they legalize, they're legalizing marijuana. They want to legalize more drugs. And in other words, we're becoming lawless, and man will not be able to rule himself there's a growing battlefield in this area of wickedness. In Revelation chapter number 9, we're told the primary sins during the tribulation period. The Bible said, Neither repented they of their what? Their murderers, nor of their sorceries. And the word sorceries, 
The Greek word is where we get our word for pharmacy. It's, it's talking about drugs, not only those wizards and, and witches, but those that use the drugs, and he said, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornication, nor of their sale, of their thieves. So you've got murder, you've got drug use and sorcery, you've got fornication, which is sexual sins, and you've got fails. And all of these are on an increase. When I started preaching in 1975 as an 18-year-old, I would have never believed that I would be a witness to what we're seeing happening in America today. Friend, people have literally lost their minds. When children are allowed to pretend they are a cat and use a litter box in a public school, a friend, when we can't, uh, when you can't even put on a birth certificate whether a child is a male or a female, a friend, when pe when parents are allowing their small children uh, to be indoctrinated uh, even in the public schools about this gender business, I'm telling you, neighbor, uh, this thing is getting out of control, and man is no longer able seemingly to control himself. Sexual sins are rampant. Thieving is rampant. Murder is rampant. You say, why? Because the devil is a murderer and he is a liar and he wants a lawless society and that's what it's going to be like during the tribulation period. But what I want you to know is that in these last days, we're seeing all of this fulfilled before our very eyes. I believe that we are at the threshold of the tribulation period. I believe that the rapture is imminent. It could take place at any time. And friend, we are soon to see this world in chaos. Amen. So number one, there is a growing battlefield for worship. There is a growing battlefield in the area of wickedness. And then there is this growing battlefield in the area of war. I said war. Listen, in Revelation chapter number 16, <clears throat> the Bible said, the Bible says this. He's talking about under the sixth bowl judgment. He said, I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, out of the mouth of the false prophet, for they are spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to what? To the battle of the great day, God Almighty. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. And we know this is the great uh, uh, battles that end the tribulation period when Jesus comes back. But all the world will be gathered there. And these uh, these demonic powers that come out of the mouth of the devil, the Antichrist, and the false prophets, they're going out to deceive and to bring the nations of the world to the Middle East. And I'll be preaching on this in the days to come uh, so you don't want to miss as I continue our study here of prophecy. But I want to say, friend, there is an, a, a growing battlefield in the area of war. 
We're witnessing what's going on, a uh, dear friend, uh, in Europe. We are witnessing what's going on in the Middle East, and it's only going to get worse. And all that's going on, it is not the fulfillment of what the Bible's talking about, but it very well could lead to that. Jesus taught in Matthew 24 that in the last days there would be wars and rumors of wars. And you say, well, it's always been. I know, but it's going to get worse. And especially when you see it in the nations that are involved in Bible prophecy. Well, my time is up for today, but I'm preaching on these end time events. And Lord willing, we'll be coming back and maybe next week we'll be looking at Russia and the invasion into the Middle East. You don't want to miss any of these upcoming messages as I deal prophetically from the Word of God. I preach a lot of prophecy meetings, and so the Lord's put it in my heart uh, to give a series uh, on these prophecies on the radio. So you do not want to miss any of this. Tell somebody else about the broadcast. Again, go to my website, KeithAllisonMinistries.com, and you can find other stations, and you can listen online to most of any of these stations and hear this again and again. Today's program is sponsored by Keith Allison Ministries of Demarest, Georgia. You can, you can call or text 706-968-1182. You can write P.O. Box 312, Cornelia, Georgia, 30531. And this is Evangelist Keith Allison saying, keep looking up, Jesus is coming soon. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville.